Welcome to the Zach and Bashir Show. This is a show where my best friend Bashir and I talk about running, life, college, and anything else that the world throws at us. For today's inaugural episode of the podcast, we have a special guest named Matthew Novak. Together, Bashir and I have known Matt for over 10 years, and we all met because we were on the same high school track and cross country team at Deep Run High School. Matt graduated from Deep Run in 2015, and he went on to run D1 track and cross country at the University of Virginia. In high school, Matt ran a 152-800, 406-1600, and a 15-18 5K. Matt saw a lot of success during his high school career, and he ended up actually becoming the national champion for the mile during his last high school race at New Balance Outdoor Nationals. In college, Matt has run a 345-1500, an 814-3000 meter, and a 14-19 5K, and he still has one year of eligibility left. When he got to college, he saw rapid development and ran a 4-3 mile during his freshman year, which put him at number three all-time in the mile for freshmen at UVA. During his sophomore season, he had a series of unfortunate events that sent him into a bad place mentally, and this translated to his races. More than a year after the slump began, Matt has pulled himself out, and he's now racing better than ever. We dig into this story and many other pivotal moments in Matt's career during this episode, and honestly, when we were talking with Matt, we heard some things that we'd never heard before, and really, it was powerful to hear this from Matt because he's a big role model for us, and we know that you guys can take a lot away from this conversation, so be sure to listen all the way through, and let us know what you think when you finish listening. But with no further ado, welcome to the first episode of The Zach and Bashir Show. Welcome, Matt. Welcome. Man, I'm happy to be here. And, um, you know, I'm shocked you're so famous, but I'm glad I could be a part of the ride. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, we're so famous. We're all here. We're all here in the Zach and Bashir podcast. We are famous. That is true. That's true. I, am, I now have just a little bit more clout because of you, so I appreciate that. <laughs> Matt, how long have we known each other at this point? Dude, I don't even know. Is it, uh, let's see. So this is junior year. So four years, I guess, now, right? Four I know five years, five years now. I think I've also known you for five years when I was in eighth grade. And then now that I'm a freshman. Yeah. I I feel like you guys both kind of came into my life around the same time. Yeah. That's, that's pretty crazy. And uh, we've all been running together. We all went to deep run high school together and we were on the same team at some point, but you know, I was kind of out of the picture and it was mostly you two when it was that time frame. But you know, we want to take a look at your high school career, especially because that's kind of where you got your roots, obviously. But like you had a really stellar high school career. You ran 418 as a freshman and ended up running 406 by your senior year of high school. So Matt, like take us through some of your career, get us started. Like how did you get into running and how did you work up to that 418 your freshman year? Yeah, um, well, the crazy thing is, is um, so I just kind of started because I wanted to do um, soccer. I knew like from like I was a kid, like I wanted to do like soccer, I want to play like collegiately, and then like go to like the MLS or something like that. Like I just wanted to do like just that. Like I can imagine like my life like without like soccer. And so like it started in the spring. Like my brother was like a runner for Deep Run, um, and he was like very successful there too. And so like during my time, like. I like hardly went to practice, but I did like soccer on top of it. So I just like, I didn't really care. I was just doing like doing the like runs every so often and just, you know, wasn't really kind of committing too much to it. And it wasn't really until like my eighth grade year that I really kind of like started committing to it because like I gave up 
I gave up um, basketball in order to do it, which is uh, very sad because um, I'm not sure if uh, this has been said before, but I've been a couple, or I've been Bashir a couple okay, times. Okay, hold up, but... hold up, hold up. <laughs> we're, we're, about, we're about even right now. Remember, I beat him one time, eleven to two. But all right, that's besides oh the point. We'll, we'll talk more about that later. But anyway, yeah. So I gave it up uh, my eighth grade year, so I can do indoor track because that'll be the only time that uh, me and my brother would have been able to do it at the same time. And I mean, it went really well. And like as a freshman, like I tried to break my brother's, or excuse me, my eighth grade year, I tried to break my brother's like freshman year of high school. Uh, PR, which was like 453, which is like, we, if I remember correctly, like, they're counting like every freshman that's ever broken five minutes in the mile there. And like at that time, he was like the fifth person to do it. And so, like, oh, this is what I want to do as an eighth grader. And, you know, fortunately for me, uh, I guess maybe just, you know, put the work in it all. But I mean, 453, which uh, ended up being my brother's uh, 454, which happened to be like, the record then and I'm just like yeah like that's kind of cool like I feel like I kind of have something with this and you know I just kind of stuck with it did cross country and at the same time did um, travel soccer which is a lot like it was eight practices um uh, five days a week and then my Saturday was dedicated to cross country and Sunday was dedicated to like my soccer game so it just kind of worked out perfectly but like oh it was really running myself down but I was getting myself in great shape and so uh came like Came spring and I had to make this tough choice and I decided that I didn't want to do um, travel soccer anymore, which has like, always been like with me. You know, I'm playing soccer since I was four years old. Yeah. So take us take us through that decision a little bit more of why you decided to go with the track route as opposed to travel soccer, because especially in eighth grade, sort of everything is open for you. There's no way to know what you're really going to be great at. So why did you decide to make that decision? And now it really seems like the right decision because you're such a phenomenal athlete. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was like, I was honestly, I think for the longest time, I was like comparing myself to my brother because like, you know, he kind of set like the, the precedent and like, I just wanted to beat him. And so I was um, all district, gosh, this kind of sounds so long ago, but all district as a freshman. And I remember, like, I ran, like, just, like, a second off what my brother did, like, his senior year of high school. at like, the same same meet, same race, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow, like, crazy to think, like, if we didn't have this year of overlap, then maybe I could have been running with them and finishing, like, right with them. And then indoor track, I, like, ended up running, uh, I think, 431 for the 1600. Oh, my goodness. Which I was just, like... Like, I had no idea how I did that. <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, I think I might have something with this. And, like, I just kind of, like, like, my brother was at South Carolina, and he was running track and field there. You know, he committed his senior year. He's a 420 guy with a 155-800. And I was just like, man, like, I just want to, like, I just want to be as good as him. And I want to be, like, uh, you know, running Division One track just like him. So, I mean, there's, like, a lot of inspiration, like, with like, through him. And so, like, you know, he made the switch from, like, soccer to track. And then ultimately, that's when I was just like, you know, I'm going to do the same thing. So, I mean, it was, like, it was hard. But, like, I knew, like, in my heart, like, that was, like, what I wanted to do. So, which was, it was kind of funny because, like, my travel coach was also, like, the high school coach as well. So, like, he kind of, like, likes to take a lot of credit <laughs> for me, like, being successful. Because he says, like, you know, if it wasn't for me, like, making you quit soccer, like, you wouldn't be here. And, you know, I mean, I think maybe in a part of it, like, that's kind of true. But, um, 
again, like I really thought I could have been like successful with running, and I really saw myself like at like a very early like age that I could like run Division One track. Yeah, one thing I remember because I've always so Matt knows this, but just for everyone else. So when I was a sophomore, Matt was a senior, and I've really always just looked up to Matt as a great, like as a friend, as someone to look up to and everything. And one thing I noticed immediately, even as a freshman, about Matt is that he really loves the sport. A lot of people are good at running, but don't really love it. And I think that at some point has an impact on your performance. And I know definitely, Matt, that you love the sport. And that's just something that I've always found unique because you can't really teach love. You can teach people work ethic and everything else, but you can't teach love. And that's kind of cool that you knew in eighth grade that you kind of loved track. And that's why you made that decision. No, I mean, yeah, I, I really saw like the power that I could have with like, you know, this, uh, what was coming with the success. And like, honestly, like I love it so much that like it would be selfish of me to keep it for myself and not like want, uh, you know, the same success spread at like deep run. Cause like, you know, obviously like I love you guys, you guys are great. And like when you guys came in, like I got super stoked, you know, obviously you guys were very like successful as well, but like it didn't matter. Like, even if you guys were like successful or not, like I was still there. Like I, you know, there's like a lot of people that want to be great and that like loved it. And I just want to be like the same example for them and, you know, make the make practice that much more bearable. Cause I mean, like obviously as it is a day in the office is pretty hard and like, it's very grueling, but like, you know, it takes kind of like a special kind of person to really kind of appreciate it and love it. And so like, you know, that's why I just, uh, something about it, like I was just able to just kind of bring that energy, and I still bring it too, but like every day to like the track, and like you know, I got to see my friends, and I see us like doing this all together, and then like, I know like obviously like you know I did the same thing when I was a freshman. You know, you look up to the seniors because like these guys are good, and you know, I I like know like the power of that, and I'm just like I see the position I'm in, and like you know I want to share this with everyone else. I want the like, I want this to be the best school and like you know these guys are all my friends and so like i want to work together and like i want to see like what we can like what we can become because like you know i saw saw in zach and i saw in you this year like i, I knew that you guys like had something special in you and like you know i just wanted to help you bring that out and, help. and honestly yeah you definitely you did. definitely did you're a big impact on definitely everything i've done since then ac all acc yeah <laughs> yeah Oh, CAC too, right, Zach? Is that is that your conference? I'm sorry. CAA. 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 Yeah. CAC. I think that's CNU, actually. <laughs> but I don't know. It's all abbreviations, man. It's just a lot of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for anyone that does not know, I go to Virginia Tech and Matt goes to UVA. And if you're not from Virginia, you probably don't know. Our schools are just huge rivals. Would you? I would say huge rivals, Matt. We're each other's biggest competition. And like schooling in general that's like that's the biggest rivalry in virginia for sure like basketball football every just huge i mean yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i mean like when it comes down to like acc meets it's like uh you know obviously the goal is to win but like like another one that is, is kind of like behind that too is just like beat tech but um you know we're just trying to just trying to do our part right now you know to score some points in the uva virginia tech battle um but you know, again, like you guys are like the greatest, like really the greatest rivalry, and you know, it's it kind of like when you're standing next to someone and that person is wearing Virginia Tech on their like singlet or or whatever they're wearing their uniform, and it kind of like you want to beat them like that much more. You know, it, it just like that's the kind of like profound impact of 
like our, this white rivalry has like on us. And I know you feel the same thing when you see like UVA on the single. But, um, you know, it just, it just kind of makes it, like, that much more intense and, like, you kind of get, like, a little bit more adrenaline but, like, you know, it's really something that gets the blood flowing. But, it's, um, you know, it's fun. Um, and, like, you know, it, it just makes those races that much more exciting and nerve-wracking. For sure. But continuing back to your high school career, how did you work up to that 418 your senior or your freshman year actually how did you work up to that from indoor to outdoor track you made a huge jump going from 431 to then 418 like most people can't make that jump over the course of like two years and you made that jump in the course of like a month or two yeah um so i actually like when i was a freshman in high school i had these note cards and right away like i'm not like a patient person so i always like playing the future and stuff um, like, I like having things like mapped out, like I have like this plan and like I know what I want to do. Um, I remember at that point, like I created like, um, like these note cards of like what I wanted to run. And like, I wanted, like, I remember like on, it was like senior of high school, like I want to run under 412, like in the 1600s. Um, and I remember like as a freshman, like I put on there, like I want to run under 430, um, you know, or yeah, 430 as a freshman. And so, like, you know, I had all these goals and, like, I don't know, I guess, like, I realized, like, the time commitment it can take. Like, I saw it with my brother and, you know, obviously I wasn't sure how well I would respond to, like, some of the stuff. But, um, you know, it just kind of came to a point where, like, uh, I really think that this is when the team started to flourish. Um, obviously, I had Greason Reed and he was a, uh, you know, he was a prolific runner for uh, Christopher Newport and he was... Uh, you know, has a couple conference titles to his name in cross country, all American, fifth place finished uh, Division Three. You know, he was on the team. And I had another guy, Alan Weaver, uh, ran for Radford. Uh, Tucker Robinson ran and um, was it uh, South Carolina for a season. And you know, just uh, a couple of other guys um, on the team. And there was just it was a great team. But like this is like you know this was kind of like new to the program. It's just having all this greatness. So. And I was fortunate enough to have like a bunch of people train with me. And so, you know, I had the speed there, but obviously these guys had like a lot of maturity on me. So they had like, you know, that longer distance built up under them. Yeah. Um, so like, it just kind of like working with those guys and working together, I was able to kind of really kind of put myself um, in a great position to be like um, such a versatile runner, um, you know, with the span from like 800 to the two mile, uh, just like, you know, because of those guys really. And, you know, throughout the season, like, it was like some back and forth between me and a couple guys on the team. Um, first race was like 429. And when I look back at my note card, I'm just like, ah, man, I might need to make a change to this. <laughs> I didn't know how much faster it was going to be. So I just like, kind of like crushed, uh, crossed it out, ran 425 on it. Yeah. Because I mean, it was like first race. I wasn't really expecting that. I was expecting maybe later. And then, you know, ran the same thing again. And eventually got to, um, got to the district oh, meet. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Like, uh, I knew, like, Ronnie Hawkins was there, and he was a junior at the time, but I knew he was going to be, like, Division three round. And uh, another guy from Godwin, who was a, who was a senior at the time, and he was, uh, he was committed to, um, was, um, sorry, VMI. So, like, obviously, like, a lot of people in the field, and another guy that was committed to Navy. Mm-hmm. And my goal was just, like, I wanted to win it. Um, unfortunately, I didn't, but, like, at the same time, like, That's I crossed crazy. the line, didn't really know what I ran. The coach goes up to me and just like, yeah, that was 423. And just like, wow, like, <laughs> I actually could not believe it. And like, you know, I know like my brother was like there and he's just like, holy, like, I, <laughs> like this kid is like, 
legit and uh, you know i'm just really glad that i had him like to like support me and uh, really mentor me and then came regionals and i remember like i was like shaking like i was like so nervous because like i made it states as a, a freshman in indoors and like you know i was just kind of hoping to do the same thing so like you know i was ranked um like third going into it but like obviously like, i've seen this stuff like you know this we run races for a reason like anything can happen I remember, like, I really just did not pay attention to anything. I just kind of fully immersed myself in the race and just sat behind the leader and just kind of wait till the end to do my kick. And that race, um, I was actually won by Nathaniel Hall, who um, was committed, or actually he was a sophomore at the time, but later he committed to um, University of Nebraska. So, like, again, like a lot of names, a lot of a lot of uh, colleges. But it was just great competition and everything. Yeah, I know <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, it was it was full of it, and uh, like especially the Richmond area. You know, he had a produced a lot of great runners um especially like you know even before my time uh but yeah like you know i finished that race and i honestly had no idea what i ran i know it was third and so i was like so stoked i was going to states and my brother goes up to me gives me the biggest hug and like he just like he's like you know what you did i'm like yeah i qualified for states he's like no no Dang. like you broke my record uh, I just like realized I ran 419. I'm just like, oh my god! I, you know, I was like looking go back to the note card, <laughs> make a couple more edits, but then it's like at that point that I'm just like, I knew I had something special. Yeah, at that point, was that the fastest mile? Like, was that the school record? That, yeah, that was. My brother had actually like all the school records minus like the two mile record, so he had like wow. the 800,000 um, and 1600 records. Yeah. So he was like, you know, yeah. Here's the ghost I had to beat. Yeah, obviously you've been training to beat your brother, like at some point and everything. But how did you feel being a freshman, getting that record? So automatically, you could say you're kind of the best to come through the program for that. As a freshman, how did you take that? Like, how did you use that to look in the future? How that shape your goals? I feel like that'd be a really interesting kind of kind of interaction with your mind, just being a freshman, but really of achieving the height of the program at that point. I realized, you know, like I'm, I'm something different, like I'm different than what I thought I was. And so like, I just kind of took that change and like, you know, never looked at myself and, you know, I realized that I can't just keep looking at this and like, honestly, like I kind of like dish the new card. I'm just like, I just can't keep planning out my future and like where I want to be like far down, but like, right. I just need to worry about it right now. Um, we're just going to take one thing at a time because I, I really do have a tendency of um, really trying to like jump ahead. Uh, like I kind of got more into that or kind of back to it that uh, when I went to college, but um, that's, that's more for a later note. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it was um, honestly like it was, it was very thrilling. And like, I think it kind of gave me a, a lot of swagger. <laughs> and I think that also at the same time, like, you know, a lot of people, uh, especially on the team, weren't sure how to take me seriously because, <laughs> like, you know, like these guys were there, like from their senior year, and then some freshman comes in. You know, these guys, like some people, were just like trying to break 440 as a senior, and mm-hmm. like, they've been like working this for a while. And some freshman, dorky freshman, comes in with braces and like a scar in the middle of his head, and like runs 419. And I'm just like, honestly, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Uh, I ended up being like the joke that it just like, because I was just like so young when all this kind of happened and just called me like, baby Novak and just like forever freshman just because you know, I've kind of like hovered around those times since, but you know, 
obviously we're improving each time though. But it was just kind of just kind of like a really like eye opening experience, really. Yeah, I think I think that's just an incredible experience. I I I can't even imagine where you're at mentally. Like I know you're trying to like articulate it, but I mean it it's crazy to be a freshman and be running times like that because most people strive to run that by their senior year in high school or even past then. Like a lot of people will never reach that time, which is just crazy. But one thing that I've noticed through your talking and like um, that I haven't noticed before really is that you like really looked up to your brother, it seems. And like, I just would like to explore that, you know, relationship a little bit more because I've never really asked you too much about that. And I think it's really interesting. So what what is that relationship like? Because I know you're obviously competitive against him, but like, how did that go? Yeah, I mean, it's like a crazy thing um, because, like, uh, you know, I think I was like the fortunate one uh, in this instance because, you know, he kind of set the tone and he kind of, you know, say not just that, but he kind of broke me into it because he wasn't always like, you know, obviously he matured, but I think I matured a lot faster because he gave me the tools um, to do so because of like all his experience and I got to kind of live through him like a little bit because like, you know, going to his meets and all, but you know, I absolutely, absolutely loved it. Um, and I remember watching him run States his senior year of high school and he, uh, was all, um, all state, which like never, ever came through the program. Like really it did. And the guys that did were like, uh, being like collegiate athletes too. Like, uh, we had a guy run for Miami and like, you know, he was the guy that my brother looked up to and, you know, he was the one that helped hasten his like maturity. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, you know, I love the man. He's, uh, he's my number one fan, honestly. Like, you know, you, you could say like, someone says like, oh, your mom's your number one fan. Like, oh, <laughs> sorry, I'm dissing my mom right now. But like, like seriously, sorry, like, Novak. he he loves, like, loves <laughs> track. And like, you know, he loves like how successful I've been and even like, you know, it's just like kind of how you take it. Like, you so your brother breaks your school record as like a freshman, and like, you know, he was nothing but like, yeah, you know, hugs from like from there. And like, he just like, he like continued to like support me always. And like, you know, he's just, he's just always been like a stand up guy. And he's just, uh, he's just like one of those guys, you know, like a lot of like the stuff that you might saw of me, um, you got the chance to, um, run on like with him on the team then you would see like a lot of like me and him because you know i got a lot of what i am from him so like, he was just like an excellent role model and uh, you know i wouldn't be the person i have today without him yeah i think that word you said excellent role model is actually really important because it's kind of funny like here we are in this podcast we have you we have me we have zach and we're talking about your brother and how important your brother was to you but how important you were to me and just i think that having that type of person like specifically because we're talking about running and everything, having a person you really look up to that has the habits that you want to have and is achieving the type of things you want to achieve is really important. And it sounds like that your brother was that person for you. And I'm just saying that because you really are that person for me. So it's crazy how it all comes full circle. Yeah, and Bashir, I mean, both of you guys are that for me. Like, like really, Matt was early on, and then, like, you became that person when Matt left the program. Like, when you were leading the program, everybody was looking up to you, like, Matthias. And I, like, I know, like, everybody would just look up to you in workouts when you were just dominating everybody. And I think that's an amazing point because, really, I guess in this in this podcast here, we have, like, three people that each, like, relied on each other to get to where they were to some degree. Obviously, like, Matt, not as much on us, but... Um, you know, it, it is pretty crazy to see this. 
I mean, no, I mean, like you say that, but you don't, I don't think you guys realize like how much you can kind of get from like even the younger people. And like, you know, uh, it's just like, it's really encouraging to like, if like I see like, if I could just like, I can't even describe like going back to young this year, like that was, uh, that's uh-huh. funny times, but like, dude, you, you just like, Ouch. you learn a lot from yourself. Time. From Ouch. <laughs> dude, you, were, you were funny. I mean, you didn't talk to me, dude. It was it was the weirdest thing. And now we're like best buds. Yeah. But like, dude, you just you were so quiet. I was I was super quiet. I did change a lot. Uh, he really did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, but then again, like, you kind of bring out like the best in, in me as well. Like, I, I see you guys, like, and like, I see like, like I just. I don't know, like, I have, like, this, like, sixth sense, I feel like, you know, you can kind of see, like, how, like, someone can be successful, like, you, you can tell, like, I can tell just, like, looking at you, I'm just, like, looking at this guy, and, you know, you weren't really, like, all, like, all in, necessarily, for running, like, you did it, because, like, you know, one, you were good at it, but, like, I think, like, you have points, you're just kind of like, like, how did I get here, like, what am I doing, but, like, I, I felt like, you know, like, I just saw this, like, there was this, like, spark in you that, like, I was just kind of helping you get there, and I think in the process of doing that, like, yeah, I was um, at the same time like, bettering myself because I was like learning. Like, I know, like, there's like a lot of people that just kind of like, I feel like kind of go through the motions a lot, and like, I just like you know, you, you learn a bit, and you you learn how to like kind of mentor too, like you know, learn about doing. And so, like, um, you know, I was just you know want to be like the best for you and best for like everyone on the team, and I think. It, Absolutely. As like kind of fake as it sounds, you know, sometimes you kind of have to adapt like around with who you, who you talk to too. Um, but like, you know, it's just kind of, you just learn how to like be the best leader for everyone that you talk to them. And I think that you kind of learn how to learn like about that with like, different experiences and obviously different experience from you than from like Zach, you know, and I see Zach, maybe Zach. <laughs> so I can say that just cause like, you know, you got three years on you, buddy. But um, Yeah, you really do. No, like I, I saw like young you, and like you were just so like get after it kind of guy, and like yeah. uh, a lot like you, a lot like you. <laughs> yeah, but a little, a little too much sometimes because like you, yeah. I remember you had like a bunch of chili stuff, and I'm just like you're just like oh I, like want to do this, I'm just like hey, like, easy, but <laughs> yeah, <it was> definitely <laughs> like, I love it, but like no, yeah, you're very eager, but um obviously that's more so something I can't really teach you, but um it's just uh, only through like uh, I guess like. Uh, I wasn't really so much like I could talk sometimes uh, talk too much I am right now but (laughs) I think like the best thing I was good at was like just leading by example and so like that was just kind of the one thing I was really good at and uh, just because it's just it's just what I love so it just kind of came so naturally that I didn't have to think about it yeah for sure and then so like carrying this through your career a little bit more like so we can kind of progress this a little bit you know your sophomore and junior years were both really successful and you definitely started to see like more success at the state meets and winning state championships and then kind of take us through that and like get us to your senior year a bit so then we can kind of get to that whole like college selection process because I know for you it must have been really interesting since you were in really good standings and you had a lot of, a lot of offers probably on the table. So kind of like take us up to speed and uh, take us through those sophomore and junior years. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, one of the most defining races was actually um, like one of the worst races of my life. Uh, not the worst race as in like how I performed, but the worst race because of like the end result of it. Um, which was uh, states my sophomore year of high school. So this was the last state meet, or the last three division state meet 
ever. Mm-hmm. So what year was this? Your freshman, sophomore? Sophomore year, yeah, sorry. So this is like, I so badly won this like last title because no one in Debrun, or no, um, how do I say, I think we've only had field athletes to this point, but no, yeah, no distance runners at this point had like been uh, um, state yeah. champion at the 1600 level. And like, I just kind of want to leave my mark in history. And um, I was cracked. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, I was eager and fortunate for me, Sean McGordy, who I'm not sure if anyone knows who that is now, but they can go ahead and look it up because he's running professionally and running really, really club. fast. So check that, check, check him out. Yeah. And 353 is, or 354 is Stanford, something ridiculous. But, you know, he won the 5k last year at NCAA nationals. At nationals. Yeah. Out kicking Justin Knight. Yes. So like <laughs> do, do your homework. He's a, he's a really great runner. He's a fun person to watch. Um, and I, I definitely looked up to him too. He was just like one of those like idols that like everyone in Virginia like wanted to be him. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so luckily for me, he was not in my race and he was running the 3,200, 800 double that day. And I was just like, this is my time. And so like, it was a good race. You know, I got to 600 to go. There's a big spill and I happened to be right behind the guy, heard of the guy, kind of got nervous and like immediately jumped yeah. to the front. And classic Matt. Like, I just like had all this like adrenaline with me, but I get to a hundred meters to go and I have about a 20 meter lead or yes. so and everything just turned to lead like it was just awful like i was just throwing it all out there and just kind of hoping for the best but at the, like, the last like five meters i was nipped at yeah. the line oh my gosh and like i was like i mean i was very disappointed with myself because like i had time to like had things learned like i kept looking back which was like obviously taking away from like my performance like, just you can't look back ever you just gotta keep looking forward because it means it's just signs of weakness and the guy who was right behind me wanted to beat me and like at this point like I you know just like legs are wobbly and I'm just so out it was a really hot day like I think it was just under 100 super humid and like you know I remember like going to like the concession stand immediately afterwards like I didn't like walk to find anyone like I was just walking to find shade and I found that there and I remember, like, the person, like, asked if I was okay, and then ended up throwing up all over the, <laughs> the stand. So, like, um, I'm so sorry for whoever that was. I'm sure they're not listening at this point. <laughs> if they do, I'd just like to apologize. <laughs> and eventually, family, my family found me, sat me down on a chair, and I was just so exhausted. Like, you know, I just put it all out there, and, like, I knew, like, second wasn't what I wanted, but, you know, yeah, I could, I could be upset with that. Like, it, was, it was all I had. Yeah. I mean... Second as a sophomore is still incredible. Insane. I was in All-State my freshman year, so obviously that was actually even better than my indoor performance, which I was sixth place. So, you know, baby steps. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yes, baby steps. Yeah, so all of a sudden I hear over, like, the intercom, like, we need the like, deep run coach to come uh, to, like, the infield. And so I thought someone was hurt, so I'm like, oh, that's not good. And so I'm just kind of hanging out. And then Coach Spicer comes back, who this is his second season coaching, coach indoors and now this outdoors. Yeah. And he goes up to me, and the dude was like tearing up. And I, I did not know what to expect. And he just goes up to me, just like, they just qualified you. And I had no idea why. And so, like, they said that I was like, I ran out to like lane two, but if you watch the video, obviously, like, you know, living in the past. <laughs> 
we watched the video, um, it's just me going out to the edge of the one, but like, I was just looking back, but that's just because I was a stupid, stupid sophomore that because I was just trying to retired and yeah, I was just trying to make sure that I didn't want that guy to pass me. I just kept looking where he was and eventually he ended up nipping me at the line. But, um, yeah, like, uh, told me that and I was absolutely distraught and this is the first time ever that like, uh, I had like the 800 to warm up for and coach was like, you want to warm up for it? And I just told him no. Like, I just... I was just immediately defeated. Like, I didn't know what to yeah. do with myself, and I was um, just uh, completely distraught. And it was just just a little life, or a little bit of my life. You know? And so I kind of hope for it to um, to like, try to challenge it and see what happened. And I remember, like, my dad went up to me. Like, I was just kind of kind of moping around, to be honest. Like, I was just kind of like by myself. And I was crying and like just kind of like around the fence, leaning my head on it, and I put my hand on, or his hand on my shoulder, and he told me, it was just like, and what I thought he said was, they reversed the call. But what he actually said was, they didn't reverse the call. So I got really excited for a second, and then immediately just like went back to where I was, and like he just oh, like, he's, I just told him I need my space, and I just, so just kind of hung out there a little bit longer, and a bunch of competitors went up, and like, we're just like, dude, what's up? Like, Mario, what's up? You did so well. You got second. I'm just like, <laughs> did, but DQ'd. And then just like, yo, that's that's not right. And even like, the guy from my heat was just like, he's up to me and just like, oh, dude, you ran a great race. I don't know why you're so sad. You know, I'm a sophomore. And I'm just like, well, like, again, DQ. And I remember he was, he was very upset. And he actually ended up going to the officials and telling them like, that was like stupid that, yeah, I didn't try to do that. I mean, man, one of the first place. So, like, <laughs> if I were trying to like impede his progress, I was not successful in doing so. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, I just I'm so happy to see like you know a lot of people have my back. Whether uh, they were competitors, parents, or you know, no matter where they were, um, I thought that was just really cool. But you know, it's like since then, I know that was like a really long story, like painting my sophomore year. But like that, that's really kind of what defined. I was like. It was a big like turnaround. It really like, lit the fire like in my belly, and I was just like, I don't want to feel like this ever again. And so like I just like committed from that like tenfold from that day forward, and like I just um, I think I like it, it really showed next season, and like I really shine like I shine really yeah, and like come indoors, and come outdoors, like I just the times were just like improving, and like I was I was winning. And it just, it was just like a different kind of feel for me. Yeah. That's interesting. They said the fire in your belly, um, because I feel like that happens for a lot of runners. And like, I know for me, I actually had that after my junior year of outdoor States and I actually didn't even make it to States. It was at regionals and I didn't pass through and it was just an awful season. And like that put the fire in me. And I knew in that moment, I was like, I'm, I'm never going to feel this again. Like I don't ever want to feel this again. And so like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. And like that following summer, I had like the best summer of training in my life up until that point. And I ended up winning the state championship in cross country. And it was kind of crazy how it all came to be. But like, I feel like that fire in the belly experience that you mentioned was just, it just really resonated with me. I thought that was like really interesting that you said that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the crazy thing about it is like, how can, like, I know like at this point we were already so dedicated, but like to have like something else, like, ignite, like, you know, it, it's just like in a race, you find like that second gear, you wouldn't think you have it, but you do. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like you didn't realize that you had even more in you than you did before. Like you think you're putting it all in until something like that happens and you're just like, 
you know, you kick yourself yeah. like and into shape or you just change a bunch of things and like just like a mindset change. I mean, it's just, um, you know, it, as weird as it is, like that um, LDQ right there was actually like one of the best things that ever happened to me. It is crazy how life works. Yeah. It's, and definitely you must have had some sort of fire in your belly because your next year, your junior year, that's when I started to really see you because I was a freshman. You really just had a great year. I think that's the year you went to Milrose. Is that right? Yeah, my junior year is the one I went to Milrose. Yeah. If you could take us through that experience, because I know a lot of people, me especially, that's such an honor that I feel like a lot of people would like to hear about what that experience was like. Kind of just briefly take us through what it was like, how you heard you were going to go and everything like that. Oh, oh man. That was honestly, um, so I actually ended up figuring out um, – I, like not the best timing for me to announce it. Um, I figured out because uh, Spencer went up to me. It was uh, signing day yeah. for all of the guys on the team, and so like he told me this, and I just like, oh, I cannot say this right now. <laughs> like I was so excited, but like I always just want to keep it all to myself because like you know this was this was my day. This was these guys' day. But um, I mean, as soon as the next day hit, you know, I was telling him, like, hey, guess what? Like, <laughs> Bill Rose. <laughs> um, but it was you know it was such a different experience it's not nothing that i like i could imagine like uh you know it, it's exactly like what collegiate running was like when i first got into it and it was just um like you know there was there was cameras there there was professional athletes there yeah i mean that was alan webb's like last like mile race and it was just like kind of surreal seeing him because he was just such like a that's a legendary. So it's an amazing competitor, and like you, you know, obviously American record and all, but like, I just kind of couldn't even put it into words, and like, they even even let him use my spikes too, or, or like the little metal spikes at least, because he's like, I, I don't know where mine are, and I'm just like, you can have whatever you want, man. <laughs> I really don't care. So I just I just gave him that, but um, yeah, it was like luckily or fortunately for me, um, you know, I got the chance to kind of experience it with two other Virginia athletes, Louis Colson, who ran for Harvard, and uh, Nick Cosby, again, the guy that beat me at Outdoor States. So it was really cool to kind of have that camaraderie, like, you know, try to represent Virginia. And at the same time, we're racing the best people of the East Coast. Um, and on top of all that, the, the cherry on top is uh, my friends got to see me on CBS or whatever channel it was. Yes. So I got to say, like, yo, like, come check me out. And, um, you know, I got a couple of texts from my friends and they're like, they're like, yeah, I'm like my parents saw you on TV. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's insane. insane. But it's kind of like, you know, like celeb status. But I mean, you know, eighth place, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> is um, not the, uh, quite the serious celebrity status as Sagan first. But, um, you know, it was such an awesome experience. And I think I, it was really good to have like a big meet like that um, under my belt because, uh, you know, you really do treat it like a different meat, but it, and like what it boils down to is you really don't need to do that. You just have to treat it like it's any other meat, you know? Yeah. And I think like by putting that pressure on yourself, you're just, you're just telling yourself like don't fail. And when you say don't fail, what happens is that you only kind of hold on to the word fail. And so, um, you know, you just kind of need to learn through, like sometimes you look like people are fortunate enough to um, like be able to just kind of walk in and just, just do it. But, you know, others also kind of need the, the experience of, you know, failing. And uh, I wouldn't call that a fail. I think I could have done better. But, um, 
it was just uh, it was just kind of a great thing to have on the on my belt and just for like future reference when I ran like new mounts again and again when I came home when I ran for like you know my first UVA races. Yeah, yeah, you're you were kind of talking about it right there, anyways. But so you since you've been running, you've always had these high pressure moments whether it be a freshman, sophomore, states, Mulrose, nationals, like the list is honestly super long. (laughs) And I'd say that's one thing special about the sport is that regardless of the type of competition, nerves is something everyone can relate to. So you're definitely no stranger to nerves. What would you say, like how have you dealt with nerves? And what would you say to other people maybe starting to run or starting to get into bigger and bigger meets how would they, how would, how do you go about dealing with your nerves? I mean, like, it, there's just kind of a couple of things that, that's kind of stuck with me. Um, one thing, my favorite thing that my mom likes to say is like, she says, I need to walk with like a little bit more swagger. Uh-huh. Um, she's just like, she's like, you're mad. Like, you know, like just have some swagger, yeah. like, have some fun out there. Like, you know, you're like a really very fit guy and, you know, just do what you do and, you're going to accomplish what you want to accomplish. You, know, you don't have to make it any, any more than what it really is. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think my dad, my dad kind of got a little bit more scholarly. He would like look into the articles and stuff and like have me read them. Of course I didn't always read them, but, uh, looking back at now, like, you know, we're all students of the sport. I really do think that reading is, a is a, something we can really learn from, um, especially like on the sport and just like a different perspectives too. Like even, even this, for example, like it, it's, it's a great tool and you can like learn a lot about yourself, um, through what others say and, um, also yeah. get a better idea of like, maybe I'm doing this wrong and I can change that. But I would always kind of get some things from him. And, uh, one thing that you told me is like, everything is not as good as it seems, but at the same time, everything is not as bad as it seems. Yeah. So you gotta realize, like, you know, whenever, obviously, when things are good, like, you can live in that. But um, when things are really bad, like, you gotta realize, like, how bad is it really? How bad am I telling myself this is, like, you know, or like the pressure that's mounting on me? Like, before you even get to the race, like, if you're like scared, like, why are you scared? Like, you know, things are not as bad as it seems because nothing has happened. Like, nothing. Like, you have to run the race first, and that's that's all we do. So I was just kind of like, those are the two things that kind of like stuck with me. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's very helpful. Both your parents are giving you some great advice there, but I think that's very helpful, especially because that can just be applied to everything. Sometimes one thing, one kind of saying that I've always thought is really powerful and has helped me sometimes, I forget who said it. Someone said, sometimes to achieve the things you want to achieve, you have to stop seeing yourself the way you see yourself and see yourself the way others see you. So if you kind of go through those words, I know that was a lot of words. That kind of just means... That was a lot of words. I'm going to need to write that down next time you say that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of words. But the saying basically means like to be applied in your situation is if other people see you as that guy, as Matt, sometimes just for the race's sake, you have to see yourself as Matt kind of that guy with confidence with everything. So I've always tried to apply that to my races where if people are maybe worried about me because I'm fast, when I get to the race and I start doubting myself, be like, hey, other people think I can win the race. I should not be the person thinking I'm going to lose, if that makes sense. So carry yourself with a little bit of flagger. If you do have the target on your back, you realize more people in that race are going to think that you're going to win. So there's more people believing in you, even if it's not yourself. 
Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of people, like, especially if they're like, not the fastest, they're already like, oh, this guy's going to win because he's the fastest or whatever. Maybe someone's supposed to be able to say it, but you got to realize, you know. Absolutely. If it's like eight versus eight versus one, you know, sometimes it's just you that you're competing against. Like, sometimes, like, you know, you know how good you are, and people can see, like, that hot streaks and stuff like that, and they can just say, like, well, like, this guy's going to win. And sometimes it's just you say, like, oh, like, I don't know what's going to happen. And I know how I sometimes do it. And, like, even quad meets, like, I kind of get nervous. Yes. My mom's just like, why are you nervous? Like, look at the, like, heat sheet. You're, like, the fastest by, like, 15 <laughs> to 20 seconds. Like, <laughs> literally yeah. just go. And I'm just like, I'm like, all right. <laughs> it's the African proverb. Um, does anyone know the African pro- proverb I'm going to say? Because it's kind of popular. Matt? Zach? No, I don't know. It, wow, it's so funny. It, I do. Um, whenever I see it, it says there's an African proverb that says, "If there's no enemy within, then there's no enemy without." And I think it's just all the same thing. I, mean, I think I heard that in Avatar one time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we've kind of gotten the nerves out of the way, obviously racing at the front, you still have like immense nerves. And one big race that you actually had was during your senior year track season you face andrew hunter at the dogwood track classic and you ran the fastest high school mile you ever ended up running which was a 406 and this was after you'd already committed to run at uva so kind of take us back before that race you know deciding on committing to uva and then take us through to that race where you were racing and you were racing on your future home track and that entire experience because i feel like that's super cool having that tie back just a spoiler, he ended up committing to UVA. But, you know, obviously there was a lot of process in there and probably a lot of thought on your end. Yeah, I mean, it was um, it was the most fun time and the most stressful time I've ever had. Um, it's fun because like, I was missing class and I was just I was literally going to college. And like, I didn't have to go to any classes. I mean, I did go to some classes. It's like, I didn't see what they were like. But, like, you know, I was going to, I went to three different schools, canceled on the fourth. Um, just because I knew I wanted to go to UVA, but like, you know, I, I looked at VT, I looked at UNC and then I looked at, um, UVA and then I was going to go to NC state, but then I ended up canceling that. So I was just, I was mostly like, I didn't want to go far. So looking at like all ACC schools really. Um, yeah. And just because I, I just know it's a great conference and, you know, I, uh, I know like uh, a lot of like the Richmond guys uh, committed to like ACC schools, and so like you know I was obviously looked up to them and like this kind of stuff with me, and so when I was a big dog, like you know I was I was looking at those schools too. But um, honestly, like you know it just kind of came by like heart, and I just kind of really felt like I really fit in with the team, um, and obviously they felt the same because like I was offered a spot. Um, at the same time, like Charlottesville, uh, honestly, I think it's like one of the most beautiful places in the world. Like, I can't. It's re- it really is beautiful. Yeah, very beautiful. It's, it's seriously like, it's seriously my second home. Like, um, yeah, it's it's really starting to rival like my home, my actual home right now. Uh-huh. I'm just on my parents, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just like uh, it's it just it's just so homey, it's so inviting, and like I just everything about it just. Like sometimes I just sit back and just think about where I am and it just makes me so happy. Yes. And I just really think that's the place where you need to be. Yeah. It's like, you just, you think, and like, not just that, but like, I've also had these moments that I'm, I'm getting old now, <laughs> like in terms of schooling, I should say. Um, but yeah, it's just, um, you know, I just know that I'm going to be so excited that like, you know, later on down the road and I'll be a 70 year old man. I'll be telling my grandkids like, yeah, like, 
you did was freaking awesome, dude. It was so sick. Like, you know, ran there <laughs> and like I had the best of times. I had the best of friends. Best of everything. Best of foods. Best of best of everything. Best of schooling. But that that definitely is important following your heart. And ever since I've known Matt, he's been a UVA guy, kinda his parents have the UVA, kinda all the UVA gear throughout his house. So even before he committed, I did have a feeling. And then you ran the four oh six there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh dude. It was it was all VT, dude. It was a VT household before I committed. Yes. And I wasn't I wasn't going to South Carolina <laughs> because they didn't have cross country. Yeah. But like, so that that was a huge turnoff for me. I really wanted to do both, and that was like something that was very important when I like talked to the coaches. I'm like, so you like you think I'm a cross country guy? Like, <laughs> In cross country almost every year. Yeah. Like, did you not win like states? I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I guess I, I guess I could do cross. <laughs> Like, like yeah you can do cross country like oh okay cool sick like that's just kind of good at everything it's it's a tough place to be i guess you know i mean i'd hate to be able to run you know 151 right in high school and then like a 1520 15, something 18. like that like you know i'd hate to have that range you know it's so tough you have to decide between mid d and then you know cross country and long distance <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I would, I think I was just like so nervous. Like I really like I asked every question that I needed to ask just because I wanted to be as comfortable as sure as I could have been to make a decision. Yes. I mean, that's the most important part. Exactly. Like, you know, it just um it's a big thing to make no matter what. Even like, you know, athlete or not, it's uh you know, it's kinda of feel homey to you and then like it's not something you should just do because you feel like you need to. You know, you just kinda of have to go with your gut feeling. Yes. If this doesn't feel like home then you find somewhere else to you know. Yeah, for sure. It definitely sounds like you found that. I mean, UVA really does seem like it is your home and it seems like you've really made a place there for yourself. And you've definitely done a lot of amazing things there. Um, even into your freshman year. I mean, I don't want to skip ahead too far. So take us through to Dogwood and then we can get into your freshman year and kind of get into that UVA goodness because you've had a really good career there so far and you have had some adversity. And so I definitely want to touch on that. I think it'd be really interesting to peep into that, you know, get your thoughts on that. So take us through that Dogwood race and then into your freshman year. Yeah, I mean, that was that was going to be like the biggest, that was the biggest event. And um, yeah, my whole life is like in Virginia that year. And like I knew it was like me against him, and I like I've heard both sides. Like we were both very nervous going into the race because we were like, "Oh, like this guy's fast," and he was like, "Oh, that guy's fast." And I'm just like, "Yeah, like I really know what to expect." But I mean, fortunate for me, you know, it was really super, super hype. I was I was there watching. It was super duper hype. Yeah, I mean, like it was. You know, I was nervous, but at the same time, I'm just like I knew it was going to be fast, and I was just like so stoked for that, and. Um, you know, I just kind of embraced it. I think that's what really helped me like, um, be successful with it. But, um, yeah, it was just, uh, it was like us two for like, you know, we really had like these like separate packs. It was just like me and him, like, um, in the front and, you know, I did a bad job strategically in the race. He did pull me along, but a lot of the times I was just kind of like hanging on the shoulder, which I, you know, I could have been mm-hmm. hanging back a little bit to, to, um, <laughs> to do a little drafting, but uh, I just, you know, I, I was just so used to front running. I just like, I, I just, um, my just natural ability is just like, I had to see the front, I guess. <laughs> that is your thing. Yeah, like, you know, I just kept going through it. And like, it was 
one or so through the 800, which, you know, I split that a couple times, like as a, as a ninth grader and I was just like, yeah, this is, this is crazy right now. So a little bit hit the, hit the brakes and then we got to 1200 at 305 and dude took off and I didn't realize that he could have had a second gear there, but he did. And he, he closed in like a 58 and I closed in a 61 and I thought that was crazy. <laughs> I did that in the first place and like I just remember crossing the line and like I really just looked at the time and I looked at his time and I'm just like wow like we just did something special here and like immediately following us like we had three other uh three more guys um one being Alex Corbett who uh obviously is one of my teammates and one of my really really good friends uh, he uh like he was in that race, he ran 410 along with Peter Soifer, who's a BT guy. He ran 410 as well. He's doing really well there. Yeah. And then Game Wilkes, who's um, he's at Ivy League school. But I cannot remember his name life, but he also ran 410 too. Is he at Princeton? Yeah, I think Princeton. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's at Princeton. So it was just kind of it was kind of a fun race. So it was just uh, it was just like everyone like in the race like was just in high spirits afterwards and just like it didn't matter like where they like finished in it we just all looked at each other we're just like that was pretty neat (laughs) so that race with drew was pretty crazy and everybody in that race did have some crazy fast time so obviously you know that was a really cool experience to hear matt and i'm really glad that it did work out that way for you because then looking at that on the deep run record boards, I know Bashir had something to shoot for. Mm-hmm. And obviously I wasn't as much of a dominant miler or anything like that, but it was always cool to see that somebody from deep run have run a 406. And then you went on to win nationals in the mile, which was just cementing your career at deep run and, you know, being the first national champion from deep run. And then you moved from high school to college and your first year at UVA, you ended up redshirting cross country and you said that's because of a tendon injury yeah so i mean it was it was just like um uh it was just a post-hip kind of thing and it just kind of flared up and uh just it was like three weeks of um just agonizing pain like i just tried to run through it because like you know i didn't know any better like i never had to deal with any injuries after that season, you know, where you had to redshirt, you ended up going out and running a 403, putting yourself at oh number three all-time for UVA's freshman mile list. Disgusting. So tell, tell us about that. That's crazy. And you made it onto the DMR and earned second-team All-American honors. Like, that is a ton. Like, you ended up coming off that super strong. So tell us about that. Yeah, I sure thought I was going to go under four that race, honestly. Like, I... I I was definitely not in sub four shape. I was when are that close. Like that, that what I ran was that was the shape I was in. Like that's as fast as I could have gone like that day. Um, but it was just funny because uh, you know I hopped in the race and my coach told me that like I was seated at four oh five and I'm like four oh five. Like I've never run that. And you're just like you will now. <laughs> I'm just like oh man. So just kind of really get thrown in the fire. But you know I love that now. I love being in those races. I love being like oversee it if possible because uh you know obviously the situation is a little bit different faster and all as a new aspect to kind of get used to but i really enjoyed that um anyway like got through thousand and nine meters in two two twenty nine and i was just like yo like i'm on pace right now like i can do it oh my get to twelve hundred oh um this is the point where like the rabbit stepped off so obviously it slowed down a bit um we, we went through three or i went through three or one and that's when I realized, like, oh, I'm not about to do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
like I just like I just hit a wall and I just like tried to go as fast as I could. Um, you know, obviously, like you know, it was uh, it was like my slowest quarter, but um, at the same time, it was my fastest mile, so it was obviously well worth it. But I just remember I hit a wall and like obviously like the people that were seated and like did run those times that they were seated at like were going around me. I was just kind of like hoping for the best and like hoping that my feet didn't collapse yeah. from underneath me. But it was a really cool experience because like I got to see my um, teammate Henry Wynn, who's now a 351 miler, um, run under four for the first time. Wow. wow. And so it just kind of got me, got me hype. And I was just like, yeah, like he can do it. I can do it. And you know, it's uh spoiler now have not gotten there yet, but things are just kind of looking good and clicking. And I'm just, uh, I just don't think I've ever been this fit before. So, but uh, with regards to kind of finishing off the season, um, you know, run ACC's um, ACC champion in the DMR. Um, it's fortunate enough to have Henry on the anchor because he slipped 356 out kicking Justin Knight, which is um, pretty pretty hefty task. It's not it's not it's not a gimme, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so like, he did that, and just like I saw that, I'm just like went from me saying we won to he won the DMR. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, you know, it, it was just, you know, it was great. Wins and wins now. I'm, I'm just going to, I'll say that. I'm going to keep it that. Um, but then, yeah, so we qualified for the DMR at uh, JDL. Uh, ran a time, had it converted down to a, a top 12 time in the, in the nation. And I got my first chance to, and yeah, my first chance to run indoor nationals. And it was such a fun experience. And it was also the first time I ever had IHOP too. So I had it two days in a row. And, <laughs> Oh man, and I ate so much food, just unhealthy amount of food. But um, I just kept eating, it. and then my like my coach, uh, assistant coach, or my uh, distance coach looked at me, Coach Watson, and he's just like, "It's like, yeah, you like you've eaten enough for like a month, man." <laughs> and like, you know, like it was just so funny because like everyone was like watching me, and I was just like so hungry, like you know, I get hungry after I run like meats and stuff, you know. And I was just like trying to figure out why like everyone else wasn't as hungry as me. <laughs> so con- continuing, so you continued on that tear that year, ran three forty five outdoors for the fifteen, right? Yeah, yeah, three forty five low, which was um, got me to sixtieth in the region, and then with scratches, I was forty six going into uh, East Regional. Yes, which is, I mean, not everyone may know, but that is really insane, and converted its four hundred two, so like. It's fast. We all know it's fast. And then moving on. So you went to your sophomore year, obviously like wanted to do a lot of things, ran 3017 because at nationals, right? Or was that regionals? No, 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 we'll get to nationals. So what happened at that regional cross country meet though? Honestly, that was, um, that was probably the best cross country race of my life. Um, what happened was the day before my, my teammate and our, I want to say our number one guy at the time, got sick and like he still ran the race and he was our fifth guy which is incredible but I just remember like at that point I was ahead of him um and I realized like I need to do something right now and like that was just like the one point you know it was either fight or flight and at that time I chose fight and you know it was um came down to the wire too like I remember at the very end like where's the AK, so um, 2K to go, like, going up, like, the big, big hill, which is, like, what UVA is known for for a cross-country course. And I remember, like, the Furman uh, coaches were, or EKU coaches, I'm sorry, 
were talking to their athletes that are two in front of me, and they said that they were in the second position. Uh, for just those that don't know, like top two advances in the nationals, and obviously there's some other bids too. Um, but we didn't want to get an at-large bid. We wanted to be like for sure knowing that we were going to go. And so I knew at that moment, just like I need to go with these guys, and I just followed stocks until we got to like the last 200 meters and just I kicked them. Um, and I remember one of the guys I kicked, I like was uh, the margin between us was. 0.2 seconds. Wow. And in a, in a 10K. And the margin of victory between us and EKU, one point. And, you know, it was not just me, though. I, I say, like, I was the hero, but, you know, there was, um, you know, Brent, you know, Brent Emerson, who was an amazing runner, a great friend. He, he was, a, you know, outkicked a guy. And, you know, this guy had the flu, like, literally two days, like, before, like, kind of two days before. And then I got to stab, like, a bunch of other guys, you know, outkicked a guy for one position. Like everyone did it. And so if it wasn't for like our collective effort, if we weren't just like, we just, uh, we all ran unselfishly that day. And like, it really showed with like the, uh, with the score and that outcome. And I remember like, I was so excited and that was the highlight of like that year. And then the very next week was the the low light of that year. So, but yeah, that was, um, that was regionals. I ended up catching that, uh, flu that um, Brent had. And so I was, I was sick and I just, wasn't the same runner as him, and I wasn't. I didn't have the maturity as him either. Uh, but that was definitely a big learning experience for me. I know I didn't feel well. Um, dropped out of like the workout before, and that's when I figured out I had the flu in the first place too. Wow! And I think um, more than just that, though, it was more of like a mental thing that just really compounded and just like tore me apart. And I got in the race, and like I immediately took myself out of it. I mean, I know like I felt like terrible, but like you know. Yeah, I realized that it's just like people have done amazing things with feeling bad. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember Galen Rupp broke the two mile record and he had like a sinus infection. You know, obviously he wasn't feeling the best, but he didn't tell himself, like, you know, hey, this is, uh, this is not going to be my day because I don't feel great. I have this excuse. Like, he took it and just like, it's just another piece to the challenge. Like, I, I don't care what it is. Like, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. And, you know, I just, uh, I didn't, I didn't have that mentality that day. And I was just, I, I ran scared. I mean, at six at the six kilometer mark, and obviously I was like falling back and you know, working my way to the second to last position. Instead, like it's a like I was like strategically getting there. It was not strategic. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I just I remember that like, that was like the I started throwing up at that point, and just everything just kind of turned to, to crap. And I just uh, want nothing more than to be finished. Like I've never DNF before, and at that point, I'm just like I can't do that. I kept running, got to the 9K part, threw up again. And then, like, I remember I was on the ground and I was just, I was in pain and I was just in tearing up because, like, I knew I had messed up so badly and I just didn't know how I would ever come back from this. Like, it was just, just terrible. Like, I just, I can't even put it into words. And I just, you know, it's just one of those things I hope that no one ever feels, but you got to realize every year. There's that guy who's last. There's that guy second to last. You know, but it's just how you bounce back from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and taking that, you know, we we talked about all your good years, and this was really not necessarily the start to a bad period, but you know, you did end up getting a concussion soon after this. And take us through that. Like, how did you end up getting a concussion, and what? What did that lead to and what has been the process around that? Because I know it did knock you off for a while and you've really been trying to come back from that. And I know now you are in incredible shape and you're getting ready to race some 
some of the best races of your life. I mean, you've, you've already Absolutely. come out with an amazing race. And so t- take us through that. Take us through the concussion and, you know, that time period. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the, one of the biggest issues was I really didn't take, like, that race into stride at all. Like, I just, uh, it was just, it was a really dark point, And I was dealing with, with, like, a lot of, like, I just, you know, mentality issues with myself. And, like, you know, I was slipping into, like, I don't, I don't really want to get into this too much, but it's just kind of a weird thing to talk about. But in a way, like, a little, little of depression, too. Just uh, I was like, seeing the psychologist and, and everything, and uh, I was just, uh, you know, I was trying to figure out, and, like, this is the point where I got back to, like, freshman year me, but it was in the worst of cases where, like, you know, obviously, like, I was trying to be, like, up at, like, the top, and I was just, like, thinking too far ahead, and, like, this was, like, the one point where, like, I could not be doing that. Yeah. But I just kept doing it anyway because I just didn't know what to do. And so, like, I wasn't taking one thing at a time. I was just trying to work too much about, like, I was, like, following, like, this own ghost of mine of, like, my my impression of where I should be. Um, and, you know, I ran the mile race that year, ran just over four seconds slower than I did in the mile, which is not a bad thing. You know, I was, you know, obviously just, like, you know, I'm always going to be a race, qualified for ACCs, too. So, like, I can't be, like, upset about that. But, like, you know, I just, that's just not where I wanted to be. You're a competitor, even with yourself, absolutely. I know. I just think that I was competing too much with myself. Like I, I should have instead, I should have been working with myself, which I was, I was not doing at all. And then, so talk about a little bit how you came out of that, how you, so that was kind of, I know towards the end of your sophomore year, all of this. And then, so talk about kind of that period coming after that and how you really started to put together everything back into shape. And I think before I get to that, I just kind of like touch on like the concussion too, because that was like the one point where like it kind of felt like things were clicking for me, like in the race, and I felt it. And yeah, um, uh, I was in the, the DMR, you know, same thing I did qualified. I was a 1200 leg this year, I was a 1200 leg the year before. I didn't have to do anything different, I just had to be myself around the same time as I did. Uh, it's the same squad, yeah, I had nothing to worry about. And I was in the race. I was doing fine, felt good. I got to uh, 800 at about like 157, 156, like right where I needed to be. Like I didn't need to be anywhere else. And uh, then I remember coming to, uh, uh, what was it, uh, 200 to go. And I got clipped by a team. I don't want to name it because I just, I just don't want to like, call anything out. Um, but, yeah, you know, I got clipped by a team. And I ended up hitting my head on a track on someone's heel. I really don't know. But I remember, I just remember, like, my feet, like, just, or it was jello. Like, it, it was just, like, it was so wobbly. Like, I couldn't, like, Dang. Could not move. It was like, you know, like, when you're running in a dream and you're, like, in marshmallows. Yeah. Like, it was just felt like that. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, you guys know what I'm talking about, but, like, it, it makes sense. Like, you're, like, you're running, but you're, you're just not going anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, that's like what was up with me, and um, I just like I got up, fell down, got up, fell down, got up, fell down three times. Finally, got up again, and I just remember just being pulled off. And as soon as I got pulled off, it's like mm-hmm. the the track was like my like was my safe haven almost. And it's like as soon as I stepped off, like it, my head my head started ringing, and it just kind of felt like snap to reality yeah um and i remember like 
my coach told me afterwards, and he's just like, you know, you, you told me how many laps you had to go. And it's just like, I knew that something was wrong as soon as you said that. And it was just like, oh. Yeah. I just like look back at it now, it's just crazy. And I remember going through the testing and everything. I just wanted to be fine. And, and then they told me that like I, I went through the testing and I said I showed 20 over 25 or 26 of the 36 symptoms or like, or yeah, of having a concussion. And like, in order to be like diagnosed, you needed 12 or something like that. Dang. So like I passed or filled that with five, like, like flying colors and I just kind of like, was afraid to talk to anyone. Like I know this is like my team, but at the same time I couldn't help but like, I can't pull myself. Like, I just let them go, you know, cause this was our shot at like making like the DMR and someone else could have had that spot and like not fallen. So it just kind of sucked. And you know, go to outdoor season, try something new, did steeple, uh, ended up spraining my ankle and try to run a race the next week and dropped out of it because like, my ankle was hurting. But at the same time, it was just kind of like mental, mm-hmm. just pressure I put it on myself. And it was just like, it was just like a dark time for me. I was just um, like, the, all I knew was like running and school, friends. And yeah, it just kind of, UVA is hard school. So like, obviously there was like stress from that. And at the same time, like, like the whole friend part, like I was afraid to talk to anyone about like, my struggles that I've been dealing with because like, you know, it's just, we're all competitive and we all want to be the best. So like, I, like, you know, I, I know I'm understanding. I know the team's understanding, but I, in my head, I wasn't telling myself that. So I took that out of the equation too. And then also with the whole running thing, like that was not there. Yeah. And, you know, it was just a, such a disappointing season and I just never really want to re- relive that again. And then like this, uh, Cross country, my my third year was like not stellar, and you know, kind of following the same path. It was not bad, but like I like plateaued with like mm-hmm. I guess my fear, and so like nothing was changing. And I just um, I think you know, I just kind of kept following like this this ghost of like this impression or this um this idea of me of like the perfect me, you know, like same same progression as like high school where everything just was perfect and. It, it just was not perfect. And uh, it's just, you know, it was just something I was not used to. It was just like all the struggle. But like, you know, it's, UVA has taught me so much about that and taught me about myself. And like, you know, I, I know I've, how I felt at the darkest times. And I just, the only thing I told myself, I was just like, yeah, I, you know, there's going to be like a light at the end of this tunnel. There always is. You know, I just won't have to, I just, try to figure out how to get there. And like, that was my issue was like, I just kept trying to force it. And, you know, sometimes it's just something that has to figure itself out on its own, you know, just to try on there. And you ended up pulling yourself out. I mean, that must've definitely been a process. And like, what was the biggest switch? What, what allowed you to then pull yourself out? How did you get to right now where you're running an eight fourteen for a three K, which is just insane. And you're really setting yourself up to finally break that four-minute barrier and do some great things in this track season. Obviously, you probably won't be running a full mile, but 1,500, and you have a fifth year coming up. So take us how, how you how you made that switch, how you really pulled out of this dark time. I mean, I really thought like the big switch for me was, you know, I went back to what I said about my, um, my post-tip issue that I had in my, in my um, gym. It was just, you know, chill. 
Like that's that's what it was. Like I kept trying to fight it, and I just you know you can't fight it sometimes. Like that's yeah. Like you know, life is gonna throw punches at you, and you just have to you know, you just have to roll with them, and you have to you know take it the best you can. And uh, you know, obviously, like I had like the support staff, I had all that there, and I was just very fortunate to have like all my friends that I do have in my life, and and my family, and teammates, my coaches, um, everything, like. I just um, could not be where I am without them. Um, but yeah, ultimately what happened was like, you know, uh, I went up to my coach and we both had the same idea. Uh, and we just like, I remember we just like had this interview and we just heard that interview, but just meeting and just both looked at each other and we said, I need to take some time off. And you know what? It, it just really, uh-huh. it made me sad. Because, like, I had chosen to do this, but I knew it wasn't because, like, it's because I, like, I, you know, I loved it so much and I cared about it so much. I knew that, like, this is, this is what I needed if I wanted to, like, you know, pick back up what I, where, where I left off and, like, all that joy that I've been missing out on. And, you know, it's just something, like, it's, it's, this is the only thing I really do, like, regret is just, um, you know, just how I've, like, taking situations, you know, but these things are universal. Like everyone faces them. You know, it's going to be with me everywhere I go. Like no matter where I was, like this is something I would face. And I just, um, it was just, just kind of like crazy. And, um, you know, just taking the time off was just something I never really thought about. I did that and just focused on training. Like the one thing that was clicking for me, like I know I said like racing wasn't there, but like I was, I was a workout hero. I was a all American um, workout guy, <laughs> workout all American. That's what they that's what they call me. So <laughs> they knew they knew how good I was too. So and I I always like that because like they kind of remind me. They're just like I know things are not going right now, but like we know it's there. So took that time off, ran a hundred mile weeks, five weeks in a row. Um, did I need to? No, but I was enjoying myself and I wasn't fearful because of like. The races were just kind of taking it all out of me. I was just too scared to do it and just just dealing with that fear. Um, but we really kind of, I really just taking a step back from that and just training and just learning to have that really helped me. Yeah. And, you know, it just kind of it showed in that season, my outdoor season, um, you know, all ACC in the, the steeple, uh, making the regionals in the steeple. And running 345 again in the 1500 and in a meet that I wasn't really expecting without like the old speed work and all because like you know, I was running 100 mile weeks. It's kind of hard to do that. <laughs> you can only do so much, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it was just, you know, I was just, uh, I just took everything one step at a time. I was just having fun with it. And next cross country season was not stellar. I mean, it's not what I wanted, but like, the thing about it was, it's just like, I enjoyed the process because each meet I was getting better and better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, that's just something that like, you like seeing. I mean, unfortunately, like it wasn't like where I needed to be. And like, we didn't make uh, nationals that year either. And I think a lot of that is on me too. because like, you know, I was like the fourth guy, like my second year and this year I was the sixth guy. But I really do think like, you know, like I still have like, that fourth guy in me as well. And, um, it's just, uh, obviously like it's unfortunate timing how like, you know, obviously like, the process is a process, but, um, 
you know, it's just kind of unfortunate that I wasn't able to pull it all together, but I'm just, I was just kind of happy, like looking back at it now that like I was progressing and I wasn't like taking steps backwards, which was like from the, the, um, uh, second to last place at nationals all the way to the like low life, low light of, uh, cross country, my third year. So it was just, it was just a whirlwind of emotions and like this season, like, I had I had one bad race. I can I can really say like to myself that I, I, like I said like it's a bad race. Okay, two, but I was really tired of that one, and I just I just gave it all out, and it just wasn't there. And that was the three K at ACC. But that was like yeah, I was really tired at that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, like all these races, like obviously like, I ran like four hundred seven in the mile. It was not like as fast a race as I wanted to be, but like I. Um, I competed well and I had fun with that. And that was like something I, I saw, like I finished the race and I was tired, but like, I was like where I needed to be. And like, like I was happy. Like I, I even told my coach that I was just like, you know, this is, mm-hmm. this is what I want to feel again. And I told him like all the stuff that I've gone through but more so than he like, well, I would probably know, but like he's, he's been following my times cause he, he has been like, you know, He's been around the block and he knows this stuff and he's, he's, you know, been with the team a good bit and he just like looks at it. It's just like, you know, I don't quite exactly know what you're going through, but I can really tell that like, like that expression on your face, like that, it's different. Yeah. And like, you know, even like the, the 3k was my first PR since freshman year. And quite honestly, like I saw my parents and like I teared up a bit just because it's just like, you know, I've, I've come so far enough. I've fought so much and like, I know that I still love this, like, you know, and I still have this like fire that's been burning in my stomach ever since that sophomore in high school to get DQ'd, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's just, uh, you know, it's just like a surreal thing. And I kind of had that moment where I just kind of look back. I'm just like, oh, everything's good. I'm happy. And, you know, I'm just from there. I've just been, it's been snowballing, but in the best of ways. And so I just, uh, you know, I'm just excited where this there is everything's going to take me. And you know, obviously, like didn't qualify for ACC finals either, but I was one spot off my time, one spot off in my like race, and in the end, it's just like you know, I've never been that, I've never been that close before, and like I just kind of took that as like a as a win in my book, and you know, I was just um, I just kind of approached things differently. I wasn't approaching, I wasn't looking at this like. Um, preconceived notion of where I should be I was looking at the here and now and I was like living in the present and that way like I was just having like a blast and like you know that's when I realized you know it's not about being the best it's about being your best and I think it's like a lot, a lot of times we kind of realize that and it's just uh, uh, I realized like you know it, it's a lesson you can use for everything and I'm going to take that like forever with me absolutely well, yeah, I mean, that, that's always a story to me. This is where I am now. I got outdoor season, and then I do have next year as well because I accepted my grad position at EVA, and I'm just stoked to come back for one more year at the place I love. Congrats, man. We're so happy for you, bro. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. But, um, you know, this is a really awesome podcast, and, like, you know, I just I hope that like people listening to this can really learn a good bit, um, and also from you guys too, because I know Zach and Bashir are really some of the greatest guys you'll ever meet. But um, you know, I think that they're great examples, and uh, 
again, with that whole thing, you know, you're always learning how to be a mentor for everyone else. And I remember I said this at a running camp, um, Blue Ridge running camp, my favorite running camp, also the only camp I've ever gone to. He asked me a question, like, why did you come back? And I said, because I want to give back what is given to me. So this sport has given to more to me than I'll ever be able to give back, but I'm definitely going to try my hardest. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Zach and Bashir Show. All of our social media links will be in the show notes, so be sure to connect with us on Instagram and Twitter, and be sure to show Matt some extra love for that amazing episode. We hope that you've enjoyed this conversation, and we can't thank Matt enough for coming on to the show. We post every single Thursday, so we hope to see you next Thursday for the second episode of The Zach and Bashir Show. But until then, live happy and be healthy, and we'll see you later.